peace and welcome to the tailored healing collective podcast this is a space where we discuss everything sacred medicine motherhood healing practices across the globe and transformation above all it is my hope you take each story shared here and find empowerment in your own life for it is here that we educate the mind to liberate the soul i'm your host taylor Welcome to another episode of the Tailored Healing Collective podcast. This time of year always seems to be some sort of initiation for myself and people around me. I gave birth around this time over the past two years with a gap year in between. And during that time, some really hard decisions came up. But I believe very deeply in the power of the universe my power as a woman and as a black woman. When I created Tailored Healing Collective last year, I don't even know what was stirring inside of me, but a lot of the collective experiences that I was having at the time seemed to meld into one big thing. So my whole reasoning for creating this space, even five years ago when I was still just imagining it, was because... I did not see women who looked like me reflected within sacred medicine spaces like cannabis or even psychedelics. I saw a few here and there. Some were celebrities and some, you know, were working very closely with the medicine, but they would be the pioneers and the leaders. I wouldn't really see too many women besides them. One of them I'd like to shout out. I've actually asked her to be on the show. Fingers crossed. I'll get her on here one day. Her name is Wanda James, and I believe she created the first dispensary and plant medicine shop within Colorado. So shout out to her. This episode comes at a time that is extremely challenging for me, but my challenges are initiations into the next part of my journey. And the more that I resist them and fight them, the more it becomes apparent within my mind that it's time to step up. Even my throat has gotten a little scratchy right now overnight because things kind of transpired yesterday that were agitating me. And my voice is my superpower. It is something that I hid away for a very long time that I used for the wrong reasons when I was younger because I didn't feel comfortable speaking my truth or sharing my voice. And when I created this space, I wanted to do it for black women because we have this uncanny but really intense power about us that can be very intimidating to other people and when we speak out it scares people we're looked at as aggressive or angry or just violent in some way and that's absolutely not the truth i grew up in my household with my stepfather showing me trailblazers of black women who changed the face of media television, politics, science, math, so so many different things. And I look at myself this morning and I think, why not me? Now, there are a lot of women who are working on this psychedelic front space right now. But 
One thing that I've noticed is that most of us tend to stay in our own communities because that is where we feel safe and protected. We have had so much stolen from us since the beginning of time that we can be very weary to give out our energy in places where we know it won't be received well. And discernment is another superpower that I believe that I have because it allows me to see situations for what they are and not what I wish they would be. But in order to create change, in order to dismantle walls, you cannot step in spaces quietly. You have to take them by storm. And though you hear my voice, which sounds pretty quiet right now, this podcast, this platform is me taking this world, this particular space for women by storm. You see, I wear this Venus of Willendorf. I learned about her in a lecture I listened to last year. And they were talking about the beginning of civilization and women and how this was the first religion, the matriarchy, because it was creation. And I look at her body, I look at her figure, I look at who she is, and I look at my own and realize it's the same thing. The thing that I've been trying to hide for years to meld and shape into somebody else's version of what beauty is, was the mother of civilization. And so, because we know melanated women were the first ones here in the earth on this planet, debate it with your mom, I'm not going to debate it with you here, I already know the truth. It is not only my duty, but my responsibility to love everyone as they are, but to also inform people of the truth. I'm also a manifester, um, which is very rare in human design, and there's only about 8% of the world that does this, and... The way that we live our truth is not only to not conform, but to inform. So this episode today is going to be me informing of the truth. I'm going to be speaking about some things that if people do listen, it may make them uncomfortable, but I'm not here to make people comfortable. I've lived my entire life and generations of women before me have been people pleasers. We have tried to conform and make ourselves more palatable for other people out of fear of what they'll think of us because history and time has shown that when we do speak out we suffer the consequences well this episode is for me to say no more i'm not afraid of consequence not anymore i'm not afraid to speak my truth or share my voice because that is how i get my power back the power that was stripped from my bloodline for centuries and decades and all of time this is how I step back into that so when I created this space again it was because I realized that there were not many women who looked like me speaking out about this medicine and the special relationship I know that within our own communities we probably discuss it but outside of it it's looked at as taboo Luckily, uh, when I started recording, I just started researching heavily different women who were doing work within this space. And if you look at my first season of the show, a lot of the women that I interviewed were black women or women of color who were speaking about their experiences. I will say um, most of them were in California, which is, as we know, like historically a black woman state. Uh, so that that was really great, but my mission is to get more women everywhere speaking out about this. As I started to build up the platform, I was always looking around to see, like, I'm, I'm an observer, so I look around to see, you know, where is this being talked about? 
And very often, even on like social media platforms, I see black women complaining. And when I say complaining, they have every right to do that. Don't get me wrong. But they're not receiving the same, the same visibility as white women and their white counterparts as males when it comes to any industry at all. But one thing that I wanted to tell them, an observation without seeming like I was just trying to put my two cents in, was that we're asking for people to see us that will not see us. Even if we want them to, it is genetically imprinted within their own DNA to not see our experiences the same way. And so we could keep chasing and wanting what they have or we can create our own. And this is what this space is now. I am open to criticism and know that there have been some guests on this show who do not look like us, but the special thing about black women is that because we are the mother of creation, we love everyone. We love everyone, even the people who don't deserve our love, even the people who would just as quickly sell us down the river, we still have love for them. So it feels weird standing alone in certain things. It feels weird speaking out about things that you know people will most likely remain silent about out of fear. And if you listen to my first episode of the podcast, just to recall, one of the reasons I put out that episode was because I had an encounter with my midwife at the time, who was a black woman. And I decided to utilize psilocybin at the time during my pregnancy I I felt a spiritual call to use it and so I did nothing bad happened at all as I knew it wouldn't but there was no way to explain that to her because she was in a fierce state which many of us are in and that wasn't her fault so I do hope that even a year later she still does not see that as the blame game because that's not how I feel but I felt that it was a duty of mine to awaken other black women to show this is not bad. They made you think it was bad. They made you think it was evil. They made you think it was going to kill and hurt your baby. And that's absolutely not the truth. My daughter's living proof of that. My son is living proof of that. And that experience said, well, let me go out into the world and inform people that this is not bad. Look at me. I am a poised, intelligent, and educated black woman who can tell you that from experience, this medicine that comes from the earth does not harm. Now, you need to be careful how you're using it. You need to be intentional about why you're using it, but it's not here to harm you. And anything that they told you about that is most likely a lie. So moving forward a year later, my message kind of tends to get wonky sometimes. And I think that's because I'm human and I still crave um, someone to see me. That's my, my honesty. I... I crave someone to give me the validation that I didn't receive as a child, and that's something I'm still working through even to this day. Um, And because of that, I was kind of using my platform as a way to be seen. But this work, and what I've realized overnight after a lot of tossing and turning, is that this work is not about me. It's not about me. It's about other people. And I'm at my best and speak my clearest when I inform people and tell them that this work is about the world. It's about changing minds. It's about changing the world. And I remember there was an episode that I did with the Arter Project, and I was criticizing openly Michael Pollan's How to Change Your Mind because 
as we all know, when a, when a white man comes up with something and says it, it, it's gold, like chef's kiss, like it's genius, knowing damn well where he got it from, indigenous wisdom. And even though that was a great series, great cinematography, great storytelling, there was only a smidge mentioning the people that this medicine is original to. And you can't just skip that over, you can't skip over that and act like it's not important. And I'm almost a little bit upset about something that I've done personally because I agreed to film a workshop that will be coming out soon. And I did not go as deeply into the history of the war on drugs and colonization as I would have liked to because I felt that I had to make myself more palatable for the platform. And honestly, I feel like they might have cut it out anyway, but that's not for me to say. Um, so this is what this episode is because this is on my platform and I have the freedom to speak as I wish. I've also been asked to be an advisor and a community member in another group. Um, and this group of women, I'm going to be very candid, does not look like me at all. Like not even a slight, maybe there are some members in there that I haven't seen yet, but they do not share my cultural identity at all. And you know, because I am a black woman, but I do have love for every single person on this earth. I'm not going to deny healing to another group just because they don't look like me. But here's the thing that's happened that has caused me to make this episode and is like, it's been crawling underneath my skin. I was speaking with my husband about the situation with the group and we were talking about me being the token. And automatically, like, I got so angry because I feel like I'm smart enough to know better to not do that. But here's the thing about being a token. It is very awkward to be a black woman in a space where no one looks like you. It's even more awkward to feel like you have to conform yourself in order to meet a group's standards. This is why when black women tend to sign like brand deals and things like that, they're only allowed to be a portion of themselves, the one that is intriguing to people, the one that's enticing. But when it comes to actually speaking our truth, we're silenced most of the time. That's not going to happen in this space. And so I don't like speaking like this very often, but you know, this is also how I take my power back. I never want to feel entitled as a black woman to anything or everything but that's the very scary but true history it's not that i'm entitled when you are powerful when you have that power that's not something you have to go validating with everybody that's not something you have to get an award in order to prove who you are and so i'm not going to say the entire situation because some of this is very private but what i will say is i've actually been more or less asked to conform or discuss what I can and cannot speak about. And that's completely fair. When we enter any deal with someone else since the beginning of time, we are agreeing to conform to their version of the truth. And I, I just cannot do that. I can't. I'm doing an injustice to myself and black women, melanated women everywhere. If I say I'm going to make myself small for someone else and it's hard for me to say this because I'm always afraid of being perceived as arrogant. But, you know, there have been times where even my husband has called me arrogant and I speak the truth and I say, you know what? It's not that I'm arrogant, I'm sure. And when you're sure, you don't flinch, you don't stutter, you don't hesitate, you just know. And 
as I speak with someone about conforming or what we need to discuss um, about my presence in this group that I've been asked to be a part of, it starts to feel a little bit conforming and I feel myself slowly turning and shaping myself to fit some molds, to be regular, to be palatable. I know that I don't say anything wrong. I don't say anything offensive. In fact, my mission for Taylor Healing Collective, at least over the past few months, has been to guiding people to not be reliant on these medicines. You know, learning balance through this. I know there's never been anything that I say that it, to me anyway, is offensive or misguided. And the crazy part about it is this has happened to me before. You know, it's always about a contract always almost almost always and if not about a contract about stipulations about what I can and cannot say and what I can and cannot do you know I've worked as a Reiki healer before uh, sound bath practitioner and every time I try to enter in partnership or collaboration with someone there's always something that makes me walk away and it's usually the take your sign down this happened at a situation a couple years ago um, I was supposed to work as the sound bowl mom at this event and I had my sign so that I could draw attention to um, to my personal platform so that I could help it grow and I was told I couldn't have my sign because it was contradicting with all it said was my name and it had a QR code it was very presentable like I wish I could show you all now I think it's like in, in the basement somewhere but um, then there was another situation where they wanted me to teach at a hotel uh, and when the time came for me to talk about having my sign, you know, something to help promote myself. They told me I couldn't have it there either because it was contradicting. And again, this has happened many times. So what does this teach me? This says that if you want yourself out there, if you want to promote, you have to do it yourself. And black women, we're, we're amazing at that. Let me do it myself because no one can do it like I can. And that's how I feel about all of this. Um, you know, I'm scrolling through this particular website that has asked for me to work as an advisor on, and this is something I should have done prior to, but the excitement of somebody wanting me, you know, validating me made me like completely blow past this. So I go on the website and I've been asked to take a particular course in order to validate my experience and make people feel comfortable because of liability. I'm going to keep doing the dumb air quotes because this it, the shit makes no sense. Um, and I'm sorry for cursing, but like I'm going to be candid and real here too. I'm not going to say, oh, I'm just perfectly poised. No, I, my name is Taylor Valera and I'm going to speak the real ass truth. So I'm scrolling through this course that I've been asked to take because every other facilitator within the group has been asked to take it. And the person I'm talking to goes on to name everyone in the group that's taken it in their experience. And they say, well, everyone has taken this course. You know, I'm not asking you to do anything that no one else is doing, but you are. And what I mean by this, let me elaborate, is that I've been asked in order to continue to facilitate in this group and offer my services inside of said group, I'm asked to take a course that teaches me. Let's look at my skin you see that i come from indigenous bloodline i come from black bloodline and i've been asked to take a course to validate myself as an instructor that's going to teach me this course is also going to teach me about colonization and from elders like and i'm just like i'm reading this and i'm like uh-huh okay and 
don't get me wrong, I'm big on education. I'm very big, and my whole tagline is education to liberation. But we know the whitewashing and colonization that has happened in the West since the beginning of time, especially when it comes to education. And if I'm using my common sense and logic, there is nothing that I will be able to learn in that course that does not already run within my blood and my intuition. And that's the most powerful thing that you have. And as I continue to scroll through this site, I see the the diversity picture. coveted diversity picture the one where they include like one black hand or you know one brown lady in the back to make it look like we are the world no and when my husband said you know you're you're the token that was my aha moment like come on girl wake up wake up now i want to continue to help now (laughs) also when i when i tend to use my voice it, it shakes rooms it scares people It offends people at times because they don't know how to receive this information. They don't know how to say, it's not that she's offended. Yes, we could have had a private conversation about this, but this is the whole point of my show. So if I don't speak publicly about this, if I wait for somebody else to give their approval on what I have to say, I'm not living my truth. And living my truth is a part of my karma and my mission. So... (laughs) You know, if this does somehow trickle down the line and somebody gets offended, which they usually do by what I say, and it's not an easy path. I walk alone most of the time, but not because I want to. It's because being a leader, being someone who is strong in how they feel and what their truth, it requires you to not give a fuck. That That's as simple as I can put it. It requires you to not think hard about what everybody else thinks about you, how you feel, who you should be. And I am never going to hide. I, I love everything. I'm wearing a, I'm a black woman wearing a sublime shirt. Clearly you see that my interests are not limited because everything originated with me and with my bloodline. So I don't have to like fake the funk. So, you know, in seeing that, that picture, the, the diversity picture, it became clear to me what was going on. And I'm going to have obviously have to have a conversation about this and it may not work out moving forward. But one thing that I've always admired about black women is that we know how to get shit done, even when nobody's helping, even when no one's around. I've experienced this as a mother. I've experienced this as a worker, um, as a consumer. We know if we know how to do anything, it's to create. And one hardship that I was having over the past year with Tailored Healing Collective was I would see other women get on major platforms to talk about the things I'd already talked about. And I was kind of like, well, where's my clout? Where's my cookie? Girl, it's, it's about more than that. I even went so far as to let myself get offended because other women were getting mentioned in like um, major black publications. And I felt like ignored and passed over, but that's not my job. My job is to initiate It's to spark ideas in people's minds so that they can wake up to their own nature. And so, you know, this space will grow over time. This space will take the world by storm. But for me right now, it has to be about more than impressing someone or getting the validation. And that's another thing. So, you know, I'm sometimes very competitive. I don't see it that way, but I am. And I wouldn't understand why what I've been talking about publicly for a year. And I say publicly because there just really are not 
you think before I created that podcast, I didn't look high and low for black women-led podcasts talking about psychedelics and cannabis. Now, granted, there are people out there, like, for example, the Cannabis Cutie, Blunt Blowing Mama, Tyler Therapy, um, if we're talking celebrities, Khalees, Rihanna, Maya, you know, there, there's tons of black women, Jana, you know, the Rastafari, there's so many. I'm, I'm, I can't even name all of them right now. But what I will say is just a few aren't enough. We have to gather in numbers. We have to show ourselves, not other people, but show ourselves just how powerful we can be because it is through that we open doors for others. So, you know, I realized that I had to join these women who are standing in their own platforms informing and sharing and creating space because it is through that that we empower the people around us. I will never conform myself in order to fit someone else's standards and that's very painful for me. That is extremely painful because it feels lonely to speak your truth and not meld it into someone else's version, to be nicer, to be quieter, to be less aggressive, less passionate. That's that's not me at all. It never has been. And the older I get and the wiser I get, um, the more that I see that that's not a life worth living. You know, I have two young children and every step that I take, even though my life is my life and their life is their life, every step that I take creates a path for them. And I come from a long line of very powerful women. They gather in numbers. You know, I have a very big family on my mother's side. Um, however, they've also suffered quite a bit because they conformed and were people pleasers. And that's not their fault. That's what the world did to them. But through this show, through using my voice, I tend to turn that narrative around. I'm taking what's mine back. And not because it solely belongs to me, but because I believe that I come from that line that is the source of creation. And to most people, if you don't know history, that will sound delusional to you. But I've done enough research, heard enough lectures to really understand what's going on here. Everything originated with the black woman. Like I said, argue with your mom if you don't believe it. Look at history, look at facts. It's not something that... I just dreamed up in my head. It's what I see reflected. I know who I am. I know exactly who I am, and I will not change for anyone. In fact, other people are going to bend to what I do and what the women around me do because we create the baseline for what this world is right now. Music, food, nurture, care, science, all of it. All of it comes from the beginning of matriarchal civilizations by melanated women. We're not going to do that uh, all lives matter stuff here because they do. But that's not what we're talking about. This is what we're focusing on right now. I want to do a better job this season about bringing more black women who feel comfortable sharing their truth on this show. Um, Because years from now down the line, when my kids are teenagers and adults, I want it to be so normal that you don't see the black, a black woman on like every major channel that we run, you know, or, you know, any kind of packaging or any kind of powerful stance because it is our time. We spent years, and I don't mean to stop saying years, we've spent the entire life cycle of women being oppressed. 
But this isn't about oppression. This is about standing and strength and power and knowing exactly who we are. We don't have to explain that to anyone. We just create. We just make. So, you know, when I see things like for the beauty industry, for example, like, you know, black women getting angry because, you know, something like a white woman will put on some braids or some locks and, you know, culturally appropriate and say that there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not going to get too invested in that because I know who I am. You can't mimic the real thing. You can't copy it. What my hair does naturally, you can fake it if you want to, but that's not me. And we cannot create a more loving world, a more peaceful world, until we have a true understanding of this history, until we are honest about the things that we do subconsciously and consciously in the way that we treat black people, melanated people. I don't mean just black Americans. I mean everyone with a brown, black skin tone in the United States and outside of the United States and around the world. Because we live in a society where we care very much about our representation in the media. You know, in other countries, I don't believe it's the same because we're a very, like, media-driven, you know, place where most of our information that we get is through here, through a screen. In other countries, they don't necessarily experience the same thing. You don't have to tell them who they are. Like, why do they need to see themselves reflected in a movie when they already live around everybody who looks like them? But it is my mission, I guess, in this particular time to reshape the views where I live and where I am and hopefully eventually around the world one day for people who do use media as a form of expression. You know, I've studied very deeply into (laughs) occult knowledge and the only thing that I learned is that this world is, it operates in balance. And... While we would love to live in a perfect world with sunshine and rainbows, there would be no balance if there wasn't darkness. And a lot of the darkness comes from the evil that happens here. Um, And I don't think people, all people, are evil by nature. For example, the whole situation I was just telling you all about, I think that they're just a byproduct of a certain kind of thinking. That doesn't make it right, though. That means it needs to be corrected at some point. But there will still always be people who think like that out there. And I'm not here to change them. I'm just here to change the world. This has not been easy to film. Like, it might seem easy because my words just naturally flow off my tongue. But one thing I was saying last night to my husband was I'm tired of losing friends. When I created that episode originally, the first episode... Um, Well, not the first episode, I think it was the third episode talking about my birth experience and my experience with my midwife. Never talked to her again after that. She was very offended by the episode. Um, Other situations I've been in, you know, where I spoke truth, no one talked to me again because it's uncomfortable for people. They don't know how to handle it. They're so caught up in heavy emotions that they can't step outside of themselves. And so putting out this episode may very well lead to me um, losing deals or partnerships in the future because my truth is uncomfortable for people but when I divert from that and I don't speak that you know with with justice with with strength I'm doing a disservice to myself and to the women around me I don't change the world I get too scared I'm like "Eh, I'm just gonna shake things up a little here no I'm a volcano that means 
when I erupt, the hot lava is going to go everywhere. And if you're smart, you'll honor that lava and you'll see at some point things have to erupt in order for you to see the beauty in them. And volcanoes are absolutely beautiful. They are a man-made, or not a man-made, they are a spirit-made creation that in all its power and its beauty, people come around the world just to marvel at but is also depicted as something very dangerous when you see like movies when people are like falling into the hot lava I'm like no it can be very dangerous to speak your truth because it is intimidating and people thrive off of power they thrive off of control and when you no longer have that when someone sees that they cannot be controlled anymore that you know you can't make them have a certain message that's scary because it's like, if I can't control you, what are you going to do next? I'm going to continue standing up for black women, for melanated women, for the people who this medicine was original to. So moving forward through Taylor Healing Collective, you know, yes, I had a craving to be on certain giant platforms and spaces because I thought the bigger the audience, the more money. No, it's not about that because I've always been blessed some way abundantly. I haven't, I have not had a perfect life. I've had scares, I've had bills, I've had very normal human things, but I'm always taken care of at the end of the day. And the more that I honor my truth, the better things get. And so I encourage anyone listening to this show today to honor your truth, whatever that may be. Never make yourself feel like you have to conform. Create your own. Stop looking for other people to give you everything all of the time. Now, there are things that I myself are even comfortable with. You know, I don't necessarily enjoy growing my own food all the time. I like benefits of, you know, internet and getting to have certain luxuries in life. I'm not going to lie about that or deny that at all. Um, you know, I benefit from being a citizen in the United States, but I, I've also been educated that there are other options for me out there. But when I say create your own, I mean, if you are looking to seek some sort of freedom where you cannot be controlled um, or told that your voice is too loud or that you're too passionate about things and you look angry or you come off a certain way, don't listen to those people. They don't know what the hell they're talking about. They're trying to make you small. You are not small. You are powerful, no matter who you are. And that goes for black, white, Asian. It doesn't matter. You are a powerful human being. Never conform yourself to fit somebody else's standards because your spirit will suffer at the end of the day from it. You will wake up at night sometimes knowing that you didn't live out your full potential because you were afraid of what somebody else would think of you. And you're going to hurt some feelings. I've had to learn that the hard way. You're going to hurt some feelings. You're going to scare some people. You're going to turn some people off with your message. But that doesn't matter. You matter. What you do for future generations matters. What you do for your children, your brother, your sister, your mother, all those people who did not have the courage to stand up and out one day, even if they don't thank you, they will see you. But that's not important either. What's important is that you see you. If your mission is to create change, then create change. And that's what I'm here to do. There's no soft way to put that. There's no way for me to, you know, make myself small. My hope is that this episode today, whoever it's heard by, is received with love and with understanding and that 
they too can help be part of this change that Tailored Healing Collective is going to make for people and that, you know, so many other podcasts and shows and businesses are making. They're helping us step into sovereignty to take things back and do good with them. And this is not to say that other people who have, you know, spaces that they talk about psychedelics and medicine and they don't have good intentions, but good intentions are good intentions for everyone, not just particular people. And you'll hear me talk about that in my first season. This medicine was not meant for just one kind of person. But when it was perverted and taken away from these communities, demonized, it was only fed back out to certain masses and certain groups. You know, I want black and brown people to have access to the scientific part of this so that they can understand not just on a spiritual level but on a scientific and logical level their own brain patterns so they can see how this medicine can help and hurt and how to practice it effectively because I just don't believe right now there are enough practicing spiritual workers who have the energy to alone carry doing this work by themselves. I think that it needs to happen in tandem. But in order to do that, the narrative has to change right here first. And how do you get to people? The media. So, I don't know that I have too much more to say today. Um, I'm actually coming up on, actually in like a week and a half, on the one year anniversary of this show. And I only intend for it to grow from here. I have to remind myself constantly this is not about media attention or frenzy. Because if I had to be honest with myself right now, raising two small children, I don't need all that attention right now. What I do need to do is still continue this movement. And wherever it grows, that's where it grows. Um, but yeah, this is truth. This is me. This is us. We're going to change the way the world looks years from now, decades from now, just by the power of using our voices now. So I hope that, again, this is received with love. This is not an angry woman podcast. This is a real truth, spit it out, honesty show. And if it's for you, it's for you. If it's not, it's not. But I will not hide myself for anyone. I will not hide the history of my people. I will not hide that I am a black woman and change my message to fit someone else's bill. I will be me. So this has been the Taylor Healing Collective Podcast. And until next time, let love lead the way. Peace.
amount of success. I am sure of what is coming and let the universe do the rest. I don't know how, I don't know when, but I manifest what I want again and again. I don't know how, I don't know when, but I manifest what I want again and again. I don't know how, I don't know when, but I manifest what I want again and again. Time is a dimension that we enter when we choose to align with self that's divine. It first exists inside of our minds. I don't know how, I don't know when, but I manifest what I want again and again. I visualize my desires. I create with intention 